Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Divi, the modern financial platform for business. See how you can spend smarter at GetDivi.com. We're going to talk some BYU football with Tanner Mangum coming up here momentarily. You know, earlier I said uh, that um, what is BYU, what, what's the significance of the, the games this season? At this point, uh, I guess you have to measure the program, right? Isn't that the main point of what's going to happen from here until there? Yeah, especially because Kalani Satake's future is probably yeah. part of that evaluation. But that's as fascinating, that's as compelling as anything else I can think of. Because if they're if they qualify for the bowl game, then they're they're going to Hawaii, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. And let me guess, you're going to cover that bowl no, game? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Hmm. I would if I were in your shoes. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Sprint is the network built for Unlimited with great deals on great devices every single day. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum on the big show. What's up, Tanner? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, guys. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing all right. Tanner, nobody wants to go to Hawaii like right before. Isn't that game? Isn't that bowl game supposedly on Christmas Eve or something? Is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Maybe even. I that, I'd yeah. go to Hawaii any day. I know. Oh yeah. I that's that's, that's, that's the world we live in. It's uh, it's. It's uh, TV deals and money and uh, sponsorships, and we just have to deal with it. But I mean, it can't. There, there can be worse places. You know, Hawaii is not too bad. Now, do the players get to take family members uh, on a bowl game like that, or is that prohibited? Yes, they do. They do. That's that's that. You know, especially at BYU with all the married players, uh, that that's always one of the. Uh, I, I think highlights for the families, at least, is being able to to spend that week out uh, together. You know, because all the other road trips that you take during the season are really quick. You know, you fly out the day before, maybe two days before if it's an East Coast game. But for the bowl game, you get a whole week. You know, uh, five days, and so at, at least you know that there's some consolation that you, that you get you get to have your family out there with you. Gordon and I were talking about what interests us about the rest of the of the BYU season or what's intriguing about it, whether it's the measuring stick as a program. But I want to ask you from a player standpoint, is it sometimes difficult to motivate yourself for some of these games in independence when there's not a conference race kind of to get you up for it? No. That's a good question, though, because uh, the, you know people have asked me before when I think about the conference uh, outlook and the conference situation, and, and I am of the belief that a conference does give you more to play for. Uh, just you know, you, you look at uh, you look at teams who who are in a conference, and, and even if you lose a game in, in the in the first couple weeks, you still have your conference play that, that that's coming right up, and in, in a way, it's almost like uh, you know the season starts over. And in a way, it's you get to compete for a championship within the season, and and and, and so 
it, it is a bummer when, when you're in, in, independent and you don't have that to play for. But as far as getting motivated, I think you're still motivated no matter what. You know, if you're a competitor, you, you want to compete every single week and you want to win no matter what and you want to, uh, you know, give it your absolute all. But when you, uh, when you consider the impact of a season, you know, having a conference championship to play for just makes it even more fun and gives you even more uh, opportunities to compete. Tanner, uh, obviously the bye week is helping Jaron Hall, but uh, what's going through his mind right now, and what is the challenge that he's facing? Well, he's facing a lot, and I think uh, one of the hardest positions in sports is playing quarterback, but I think uh, one of the most uniquely difficult situations and positions in sports is, is the BYU quarterback. There's a uh, ton of pressure and expectations that, uh, that that fall on your shoulders and then I think in particular this season is is even harder to, to take on that role because of the uh, I guess the disappointments that have come already uh, I think there's a lot riding uh, on these next upcoming games as far as uh, you know the outlook of the team as you know with, with uh, coaching decisions that uh, you know, as far as you know, the athletic administration. You know, what are they going to do? Um, you know, if if the season doesn't go well, there's a lot that could happen. I think there's a lot writing on these on these uh, on how this season finishes out. But that being said, Jaron doesn't need to think about that. <laughs> you know, he, that doesn't need to be on his mind. Uh, for him, he just needs to focus on what he can control. Because obviously all that other stuff, all the speculation and all the, uh, the, uh, the analysis and the opinions that we're, that we're providing on the radio shows, that doesn't matter anything to him. And so he's just got to worry about, you know, mastering the game plan, understanding what, what they're going to do on offense, mastering USS defense, looking at what, what weaknesses he can exploit. And, uh, and, and, I, and I know Jaron, and he's a, he's a calm, competitive type, and I, I, I think he's going to be handling the situation just fine. I think he's going to be able to take the pressure and channel it into uh, him just going out and playing ball. So the, elaborate on that a little bit, Tanner, because you're, you're right. Playing quarterback at BYU is something different. You're you're in the spotlight, and there's a lot of voices out there, social media, on the radio, like you mentioned, uh, you know, obnoxious columnists in the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, it, <laughs> you know, he probably does need to push it all out and, and focus, but that's got to be really difficult. It can be if you let it. But I mean, this is true across the country. I mean, no matter what school you're at, it's not just BYU. It's, it's you know every school. There's criticism. No matter what program you're in, there's pressure. There's expectations. There's there's history. There's historical tradition, and um, and and if you let it get to you, it it will. But you have to have the mental fortitude to tune all that out. That's that's why a lot of uh, you know that last few couple of years I was off Twitter. I didn't go on Twitter during during the season. I I, I narrowly I, I uh, cut down a lot of my Instagram time and never looked at comment sections. Never looked at anything that could distract me from my purpose. And and and, and so I think most players tend to do that. I think if you have your wits about you and you understand what matters and what doesn't you can tune out the noise and focus on what really matters and um you know but i think it, it, it like i said it, it takes a mental fortitude but i think jaron has that and so i'm not gonna expect him to be 
worried about those expectations and worried about the pressure and worried about you know what what will happen or what might happen. You know, he just got to go out and play play his game and just do it one play at a time. And it's, 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 it's such a cliche. You know, political answer, but it's the truth for 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 you know any any player in any game. You really have to just look at it one play at a time because if not, you could drive yourself crazy with anxiety and worry. So Tanner, you were talking earlier about uh, planning, and uh, you know I, I assume that includes watching film and knowing what can be exploited on South Florida's defense. Do you know that going into a game? I'm two weeks here. I mean, does does Jaron Hall know the names of the, the cornerbacks and the safeties? And does he know who's good and who's bad? And, and, and if the linebackers aren't uh, any good in coverage? I mean, is all of that uh, covered and, uh, and repeated and, uh, and covered again? Yeah. So at the, uh, at the start of every week, uh, and in this case, you know, last week with the bye week, you you have an in-depth scouting report of your opponent, and most most of that work is done. You know, the, the initial work is done by the coaches, providing you know in-depth analysis, statistics. Uh, you know, look, they watch the film that they, they diagram and diagnose the tendencies of each player. You don't really memorize the names, but you for sure memorize the numbers. Because it's important to, to remember, you know, okay, this, you know, this, if this number corners in, he has these tendencies. But if this corner, you know, he has these tendencies, and, and it's the same for every position at linebacker, at safety. And so, you, if you watch enough film, which these guys do, you know, you, you really start to get to know and get familiar with your opponent. And 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 you know, during the uh, the bowl season, it gets it almost gets monotonous because you, you, you've been watching the same team for three weeks and uh, you're almost you're almost tired of watching their film but you know so for the bye week I think USF I'm sure they've watched tons and tons of film on USF and so they've gotten to really know their defensive scheme who their stars are who, who they can exploit where their weak spots are and uh, you know that's that's part of the quarterback's job is to take that on himself to to take to garner all that knowledge and then apply it and then, were, were and then together ever, as an were, offense you were, get really familiar with your game plan and the plays that you're going to be running and so you by that by the time game game time comes you're you're really familiar with what you're going to attack with were you ever surprised uh, by a player's ability that uh, was different than it looked on film Oh yeah, uh, I mean one time. Let's see here. So freshman year, 2015, we played uh, at Michigan and we got beat bad. You know, 31-0 shutout. But Jabril Peppers was uh, was on that team and he was a freshman and, and there was all this this hype about him. And, uh, and but on film, I never I've never thinking that you know it wasn't. He didn't look, I guess, that much different than than other safeties, other defensive players that I played against. But then, you know, come game time, he, you know, he he had a big impact, you know, just on that defense, the way he covered ground, the speed, the way he could come up and fill in the box, but then playing coverage, you know, he just he made it tough, he made it tough on us. And uh, you know, I, I I probably have tons of other stories. Marcus Williams, safety at Utah was you know really really impressive you know just a good good player with amazing speed and so it's, it's no surprise that he's that he's starting for the saints but you know i have to admit one of my probably like the best player i ever played against 
with Landon Collins in high school at the Under Armour All-American game. And then also I, play, I played against him at the, uh, the opening, this event held at Nike's campus in the summer before his senior year. He, I mean, he was you know, going to be a senior in high school, but he looked like he was 20, 23. looked like he was a college uh, senior, like ready, you know, ready to go to the NFL. And he was just, you know, just the speed, the size, the strength. It was, it was, you know, unlike anything I'd ever seen coming from Boise, Idaho. Tanner, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Former Cougar quarterback Tanner Mangum. That'd be frustrating. You you study a team out, and then you go out on the field, and it's different than what you have been told it would be. There would be tough. And some players just, you know, are, are kind of sneaky special like that. Man, Marcus Williams was really good when yeah. he was at Utah. And Jabril Peppers oh, come was, on. He was awesome great. when he was at Michigan. But they, for instance, you probably don't truly appreciate how good they are until you really <laughs> compete against them. What did, what did they tell Zach Wilson before that Toledo game? Where where was he supposed to exploit that defense? What what uh, who in that backfield was he supposed to take care of? <laughs> because it didn't work out so well, did it? Nope. And right. he made you know mistakes that I can't uh, he, I can't know. believe that the Toledo secondary was that great. But see, were they that great, or did he make a mistake? Yeah. Because we have talked about it at times, Zach Wilson this year did look like he was a young player against Utah. He made some he made some young player mistakes against Utah. Made some young player mistakes against Washington. Is that why coaches always say you gotta execute? I suppose, <laughs> but it's the, we were talking about experience earlier, and you were asked me a bizarre question about uh, having experience and not being good at something immediately. That's that's that wasn't a bizarre question. That's totally true about the quarterback position. I'm sure you got to see some stuff. It's one thing to study, but you got to see some stuff when it actually happens. You mean bizarre? It was bizarre. It was not bizarre. By the way, my favorite uh, execution quote came from John McKay at USC way back in the day when somebody asked him uh, how he felt about his team's execution, and he said, I'm all for it. Hmm. Uh-huh. Pretty clever. Uh-huh. Have you heard that before? That's pretty I have cool. heard that. Yeah, uh, I have I've heard probably that said it, but I, I think so. For, for a coach. I have worked clever. with you for a long time. <laughs> all right, coming up next. We're, Austin, we're, you ever heard that? We're going to get to highlights from uh, Witt's press conference today up there on the Hill. We'll uh, play you some important cuts. Okay, I, I, I'm going to um, – let's make a little wager here. Witt will use the word control. And I, I, I wasn't there. I haven't heard it. But I, I think he will use the word control. Let me see. I have the descriptions of the, the cuts up here. Does Witt use the word control, Austin? I bet he does. I'm sure he does. How do you know that? Uh, he uses it a lot. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't. I'm guessing. want to remind you, don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road, park ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. More next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.